This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh, welcome to a very geeky edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. I know most of them are geeky, but this is extra geeky because uh, I get to work very, very early nowadays because I don't like to sit in traffic. And a few days ago, I decided to do a very deep dive into the resume of Brian Cashman, the general manager of the New York Yankees, because he's been here for a long time. We all have opinions on Cashman. Callers have so many opinions on Cashman. Let's look at the facts. So what we will be doing over the next 45 minutes or so is going into a detailed look on every pitching acquisition Brian Cashman has made. We have broken it into two major categories, pitchers he has signed as a free agent and pitchers he has traded for. And joining me right now, two big Yankee fans. First, the producer of the Midday Show, Ernie Acosta. Thank you, Ernie. 45 minutes. Let's go half an hour. Trust me, this may go two hours. There's There's a lot of meat to digest here. And the man who came in just for this. Uh, what's your official title at the radio station, by the way? What's my official title at the radio station? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. It's, All right. It's, it's changed so much that I don't know. I guess you would just call me the afternoon Forda. The I afternoon guess. liaison. The afternoon liaison. And part-time for, talk show. And, and part-time host here at the station. That I was, was going to throw that in there. Chris McMonagle, right. who, of course, does great work for Mike Francesa and CMB. Yes. Let's not well, waste Thank any, you very much. Let's not waste any time. Before we get started... Without even looking detailed like we're about to at all the moves Cashman has made, if I said to you, how has Brian Cashman done acquiring pitchers, your reaction would be what? Acquiring pitchers? He's been mediocre at best. Mediocre at best, Ernie? First guess is terrible. Terrible. And then we bring this up when we we did the last podcast. I was saying that Cashman's got a horrible track record. I didn't dive as deep into it as you have. Well, let's see after these facts are presented how you feel. Mm -hmm. We'll start with free agents, all right? The very first free agent acquisition Brian Cashman made for a starting pitcher was in ni- for the 1998 season, mm-hmm. and it was El Duque Orlando Hernandez. Uh, Obviously terrific. It's a slam it's dunk. It's a slam dunk. And I know, and just to side note a little bit, a lot of pe- it's one of the things we get on not just Brian Cashman, but a lot of general manager, Reese, other guys who took over for first-year championships. He gets no credit for that 1998 season, and, it's, and it, it bothers me. It's one of the things that really bothered me about Brian Cashman is nobody wants to give him any credit. I know we're going to talk pitches, but he's got that move, Brocious. Yes. He had a lot – Chuck Knobloch. He had a lot of things that added to that 98 team to make them great. So – and obviously, El Duque. I, I – the core four, Brian Cashman. Maybe right. it's <laughs> extreme to say it, but I don't know if they navigate the ALCS against the Indians they, without El Duque. They don't. They don't. That game three – uh, game three, right, or four? Game four. Game four. They Sorry, were down, down two one, games to one, Right correct. after the knob block, just watching the, the ball roll. Yes. Yeah. That was probably the biggest game of that entire four-year, five-year run. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that 98 team had to win. 
The 96 team didn't have to win. And then after 98, the 99, maybe 2000 had to win and beat the Mets. But that 98 team having that regular season could not lose that series. No question about it. And El Duque stepped up and was just un- unbelievable. He was one of those guys, Mike says it all the time, he could be on the beach for five months, yep. show up in the postseason and, and pitch lights out. So that was a terrific – and I, I just – whenever I think El Duque, I think Bob Costas telling us how he came over in a 17-foot boat <laughs> and that whole story of how he came here from Cuba and, you know, uh, took his chances on the rough seas, you know. It's just of, This is a spoiler. Of any pitcher Brian Cashman has acquired, free agent or starting pitcher, Orlando El Duque Hernandez has the most postseason wins of right. any of them. Nine and three, two, mm-hmm. six, five in the postseason – Far and away, not far and away the most wins, but I'd say far and away the best of right. any guy he added. Mm-hmm. Number two, for the 2001 season, he signed Mike Mussina. Ernie? Really good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess the easy thing to say is, well, it was an easy signing. Right. He was the best pitcher out there. It right. was Mike Messina, and it was Mike Hampton, mm-hmm. and it took a lot of money. He was also I, able to get him, though. I mean, we all thought that we were going to get Patrick Corbin. We didn't. So, right. I mean, no, that's true. Give that's Cashman true. credit for going out and actually getting the guy. No, absolutely. And, and I think Mike Messina pitched as well as you could have expected him to pitch upon acquiring him. He was here for eight years. Mm-hmm. He had a 123 and 72 record, 388 ERA, which is similar to his career record. Right. His postseasons were up and down. He was five and seven with a 380 ERA in the postseason. But I think overall, he was what you expected. I don't think he was better than what you expected. No, no question. But I think he was what you expected. Um, I agree. I think it's one of his better free agent signings. Period. Let alone pitcher. I well, think. Uh, you'll tell me by the end of this if that's number one. I okay. personally will tell you I, I th- don't think it is, no, but... I, th- I think I have the number one guy in my head, and it's not Mike Messina. Right. But I will tell you that he also... Uh, Mike Messina, like, uh, I always think of Don Mattingly with him because he kind of came... He is the p- time period between championships. Mm-hmm. He, he was signed after they won in 2000, and he was uh, his last season was 08 before they won in 09. So that time period of futility, for Yankees at least, you know, for it's amazing. Mets, he didn't win a that, Yeah. He was he was signed and he was terrific and all that and he had a cla- a bunch of classic games. He's the starting pitcher that kept it one nothing in the Jeter flip game. Uh, he, obviously, his biggest postseason moment is coming in in relief in Game Seven of the ALCS in in '03. Yep, led Boston, to the sure. led, led to the Boone uh, moment. But he was a solid guy. Uh, was one of those guys who could get you out a bunch of different ways. There was a different Mike Messina on the mound every five days. Oh, yeah. If he had to blow you away and throw 94 five-mile-an-hour fastballs to get a bite, you know what I think of? He could of? do that. He could, he could fool you with his junk, if, if not. When so I think of Mike Messina, fool, well, I fool yeah. everybody with my junk. <laughs> no, that's uh, how we're all married. When I, <laughs> well said. Yeah. When I think of Mike Messina, and maybe I'm wrong to think this way, the number one moment I think of is being a strike away from the perfect game yeah. at Fenway. Yeah. Yeah. And Carl Everett hitting Carl that right. kind of blooper to left center field. Yeah. But zero world championships. And zero. I think that's probably why right. ultimately you can't say he's the best free no, agent signing I, in the Cashman era. I completely agree. Borderline Hall of Famer. Borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. That is true. Uh, the other great moment of him is uh, I, I wasn't the same game. He was throwing a no-hitter. I believe it was in Detroit. Right. And uh, he gives up the hit in the ninth inning to blow the no-hitter. And Joe Torre steps up 
to go take oh, him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And he tells, <laughs> that get was back great. in the dugout. That's a great yeah, And he points gift. right at him. That was great. That's yeah. a great gift. No, it, it wasn't even so much him. It was the reaction of, Gerard, of Torrey. He was like, I, all right, all right. Next up, and this guy you got to think of because he was on the Yankees numerous times, the specific free agent acquisition of David Wells before the 2002 season. Mm. This is when they brought David Wells back. back. He pitched there for two seasons. Mm-hmm. In the regular season, look, he went out there and, and made starts. He was 34 and 14 with a 3.9 ERA. Mm-hmm. So you have to love that. The postseason resume, that second trip in, was very mixed and to me was headlined by getting a little bit of a stomach ache mm-hmm. during the World Series against the Marlins. He made five starts, two and two with a 4 or 5 ERA. Mm-hmm. I, I would look at that one and say it was very average. The second acquisition of David Wells, the first one Brian made because. David Wells was acquired pre-Brian Cashman, right. but bringing him back for the 2 and 3 seasons, solid in the regular season, mm-hmm. disappointment in the postseason. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he is the, if if not the GOAT, one of the top two GOATs of that 2003 World Series. There is no question. Him, him not making that start and having a, I think they went to Contreras or whatever they had to do for that game. It was a disaster. Uh, but... At the same time, you know, it's hard to just say it was terrible because wasn't right, terrible. He, did, he, had, was he had decent regular seasons. Uh, I believe he pitched really. He won a game against the Twins that postseason. He's, he won Who doesn't? Season. That's that's <laughs> when you're in a Yankee uniform, you beat the Twins. That's the only the problem is when you look back at it is the age. Yeah. Should Cashman have looked at the age and said, "I'm not bringing him back." The guy's 39, 40 at the time. So mm-hmm. the the defense of it is that in the regular season, right. he did his job. He, he, he no, was. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, but that guy at 39, 40 with that body. I mean, right. It. You could see it coming. Sure. And we paid for it in 03. Yeah. You paid for it in the postseason late in the year when it mattered. All right. This is uh, maybe the worst one. For the 2003 season, he signed Jose Contreras out of Cuba. Right. And I'm sure the stereotype at the time was, well, El Duque came over and he was great. true. Contreras was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, just just awful. But, I mean, at, at the time... It was it was a, a win because we took him from the Red Sox. It was it was the Yankees and the <laughs> yes. Red Sox battling for Contreras and who was going to get him. It was the anti dice game. Yeah, that was that's ultimate you know uh, addition subtraction by addition because he was just awful. He ended up that, making twenty seven starts in two years. Mm-hmm. Actually had a fourteen and eight record, but a four three three ERA. Pitched eight times in the postseason right. in two thousand three and two thousand four, and was not very good. No, so he was terrible in the World Series. Uh, Those are tough, though. When you sign a, a Jose Contreras or an El Duque or a guy from Japan, you really don't know what the hell you're no. getting, good or bad. It's right. a complete crapshoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can watch them over there, but you really don't know. No. And I think you always have to accept that when well, you bring a guy over. He was great for the White Sox in 05. He was. Yeah, I know. He's part of the reason why they won that. I know. No question. He actually contributed in that way. Yeah. The next free agent signing is a very forgettable one. He was signed, and and correct me if I'm wrong here because my memory's out. They signed him to a two-year deal for the 2003 season, and he did not pitch at all in 2003. And I don't remember if he got hurt as a Yankee or if they signed him knowing there was a recovery, and that was John Lieber. No, they signed him knowing. That was was what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, remember, he was, he yeah. was, they signed him off Tommy John. They knew it was going to be a year. Very underrated, solid move because in the 2004 season, he went 14-8 and eight with a 4-3-3 ERA, gave right. him innings, and in the postseason, made three starts, mm-hmm. had a mid-three ERA. He was okay. Yeah. So that was one of those moves that you probably forget about. Yeah. And if the Yankees win the World Series in 2004, we probably look at it a little bit differently. But because they blew the lead, he's just a forgettable guy. And he was part of that no answers after game four. Like, you knew after game four, 
the Yankees had no starting pitchers and including John Lieber. And he won a game. I think he won game two of that series. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he was a, you know, it's an okay signing. It is a, I'm trying to think of anyone else. I know Avaldi, uh, Tampa Bay just signed. When they signed Avaldi, yes. they knew he was going to miss yep. a year. Yep. Uh, I, you know, just happened with Garrett Richards too. I feel did it happen with Garrett Richards? Padres? San Diego. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, they're doing the same thing. Where they I remember not loving. He was coming from the Cubs, right? He was yep. recently with the Cubs. Yeah, I, I don't know. He was okay. He never had good stuff though. I never thought like he would go out there and dominate a game. I think he gave you what you could have hoped yeah. for. Yeah. He gave you a solid year, made mm-hmm. a couple of decent starts in the postseason. But if you I mean it wasn't one yeah. of those things where you're signing Mike Messina, no. you're signing John Lieber. Right. The next one. It's either the worst or it's the second worst, and that was Carl Pavano. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. Carl Pavano never appeared in the postseason. He yeah. made 26 starts. Yeah. He won nine games, had a five ERA. I mean, it was just. Just brutal. It was a nightmare. Yep. The next one, another real bad one, but I guess you could say it was more productive than Carl Pavano for the 2005 season, Jarrett Wright. Right. I was waiting for Jared. Yeah, you're waiting for that one. But there's one particular name that really bothers me. We just talked about, you know, uh, coming over from other countries. Oh, that's the next one. Yeah, that's that's the worst one. By but, the way, just for the record, Jared Wright was here for two years. Yeah. He made 40 starts. Mm-hmm. He was 16 and 12 with a 4.99 ERA. Made one postseason start. Against that was the Tiger series yeah. and got destroyed. And got destroyed. And he had. And he was he was the, wasn't he the game seven starter for the Indians yeah, against the was, Marlins? Yes. He is a rookie. He took the league by yes. storm. Uh, I don't remember the circumstances of signing him if here's I was happy what, I'll tell you exactly what it Well, I don't know if you were happy or not, but yeah. here's what happened. He needed to rehab himself and went to Atlanta and had right. a really good year right. with the Braves. I remember that. Right. And I think we all knew, at least I knew as a fan, yeah. this is fool's gold. Right. I didn't think that with Carpavano. I thought no. Carpavano was good. Good signing. Yeah. Jarrett Wright <laughs> felt like fool's gold, and yeah. it turned out to be the case. And that's, and that's what, like, we just you just brought up a point. It's tough for me to get on, like, when we when we talk about these moves, and obviously they turned out terrible, and we can, like the Carl Pavano move, you can make a final assessment on whether it was a good move or not. But it's hard, because at the time, everyone was pleased with the Carl Pavano move. It's just that it's, it's, it's didn't tough work. for general managers. It didn't work. And, you know, he was, you know, the team hated him. They thought he didn't want to play. Mike Mussina had... Uh, Bad things to say about him. Evan was, was also just, pleased with the Billy King trade for the Nets. I, that is I was. They blew right. it. Everyone was pleased with that trade, though. Let's be fair. I, I, I was with. I was still on with Mike. He loved the move. I remember he every, did. Every, you know, it was a no-brainer. Pavano felt. I, I remember this specifically. Pavano felt like a good move. Yeah. Jarrett Wright did not feel like a no, good move. No, absolutely. Ultimately, they both weren't. They good both moves. weren't good moves. And I, and that I would say. That Tiger series in 06 is as frustrating to me as any Yankee postseason. Mm. They well, were so much better than the Tigers. The Tigers murders Rowan and Cano. They they <laughs> lost down the stretch to make it to the wild to make the wild card. That's they right. Were, they were supposed you to win the that. division, yep, yep. and they blew it down the stretch in September. I thought they were going to ro- roll over. And Bobby Abreu hits a big home run in Game One. They run away with Game One, yep. and the Yankees never win another game. And it was just oh, you know what and made it Kenny worse? Kenny Rogers cheating with the <laughs> pine, pine tar on his gloves. <laughs> and admit it, what made it worse? The Mets yeah, were the Mets, in the playoffs yeah. and advanced. That's and true. that had to make it worse. The next move was Keigawa, who oh. it's impossible to argue that from a performance standpoint, this was the worst signing. Oh. The only argument for it not being the worst signing is what we mentioned. You never know what you're getting from well, the well, guy here's from the Japan. Because you say you never know what you're getting. And this is before I start working the fan, but I still listen to fan all the time. When analysts would come on to talk about Keigawa, 
they said they hope he can be the fifth starter. Right. How is that your ceiling yeah. as a fifth starter? Right. They never thought that he had great stuff no. or even good stuff. But what, he no. had average but stuff. But yeah. that's okay. He you sign guys to be fifth starters. Ad- I remember you don't it. sign that guy for $20 million, which yeah. is a lot at the time. Right. For five years, $20 million to be a fifth starter, and I re- having not seen him. I know. And I remember hearing saying, well, he doesn't have a great fastball, but he gets people out in the top of the strike zone. I'm like, that sounds terrific. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just signed CeCe for one year to be a fifth yeah. starter. They signed I, him for five years yeah, to no, hopefully. And it was the overreaction to Dice K. Yes. The Dice K goes to the Red Sox with the big money. He was the guy with the gyro pitch, and mm-hmm. he was going to take the Major League Baseball by storm. And they overreacted and signed. And that's what bothers me, the overreaction to a Red Sox move. And they go out. And and then the – but and, and I, I know I'm sidetracking here. But when you think of these moves sometimes, you have to remember the Yankees can eat this money. That K – this as bad a signing as that is. I agree. It doesn't hurt them well, at all. That's why right now so we're going he, through – free agents, right. when we get to trades, right. a part of the analyzation is what did they give up? Right. And that's a big part of it. Right. Thing, but it's I money, think, it's I th- money. But that's what I'm saying. I think Cashman is more free to take a chance than some other general managers might Absolutely. be able to. Money is money, but it's also you're designating a slot for this guy. The right. reason no, why we don't like Gardner and CeCe is they're right. taking up spots on the roster. Well, well, I agree. Who did the Yankees, and I don't know who, who now at the time, who did the Yankees not get because they signed these Pavanos, Igawas, Jared right. Wrights. Yeah, you're right. The, the one positive is that Keagawa only made 13 starts yeah. in his career as a Yankee. And what it was, was his career ERA? It was clear. Why don't you guys guess it? What was his career ERA? I know, with the I'm New looking at it right now. Oh, oh it's got six point six six. Six six six. There you go. How how, how does that tell you? Yeah, it My tells God. me everything. Yeah. That same offseason, they signed another free agent, Andy Pettit. Well, they brought yeah. him back. Now, I'm going to include Andy's... The first time they brought him back. Yeah, I I mean, I guess you could break them apart. Right. I put them together, Mm -hmm. and together, he was really good for the six years he was here. No, he was very good. He pitched to his career numbers. I think people forget that. He was brilliant in a lot of... In uh, 07, he was very, very good. Uh, I... I love the Andy Pettit. I think that's an. I think that's a home run. His his even bringing him back. I understand he's it's, older. I, I'm a, I, when I think about it, I'm more upset they let him go the first time than I am that he was a little bit older you, coming off the injury. Did taking, you ever hear the taking rumor steroids on and, why they let him go? Have you ever heard the the wild yes. crazy rumor? Yes, I probably have. I can't think of it right now. The rumor I heard is that George Steinbrenner saw Andy Pettit's son with a Met hat. On because the Mets were his team in Little League. Oh my God. And George was upset about it and held it against him. I don't know if that's don't true. Know if that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The caveat is that's probably made up by Bob right. Huesler or something. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If you look at the first few years Pettit came back, though, he wasn't that good. It was the last three years that he was actually great. His first year is an ERA 405, second 454, third 416. Then he goes 328, 287, 374. So yeah. it's kind well, of crazy listen, the, that he the, finished the, like that. The 0-9 championship is, uh, listen, they went into that, that postseason with three starters, Andy Pettit being one of them. He won every single deciding game in, in every series that postseason. That alone makes the signing. It was a, a very good sign. signing. You could say it was easy yeah. that Andy Pettit Absolutely, was going to yeah. come back. Where right. else was he going to go? Yeah. But nevertheless, so six we're lumping years. these two together, right? I would lump them together because I think once he made his return, there was yeah. no way he was returning anywhere else. Once no. he says, I want to come back, even though he... You know, he's Andy Petty. You're bringing him yeah. back. You're bringing You're him back. Him no. His combined numbers in those six years, 70 and 49, 393 ERA, 10 postseason starts, 5 and 2, 362 ERA. Yeah, no I think that's very indicative. It's a very good signing. That's his entire career as a yep, Yankee. Absolutely. Free agent signing in the middle of the season. We'll never forget it. <laughs> Roger Clemens is in Georgia's box. Roger Clemens. Of all the dramatic things, John. And the truth was it wasn't really that it wasn't worth it. Oh, it was, no, it was not good at all. He <laughs> was not was good. Terrible. Now, when assessing Cashman, this one I have a little bit tougher time because I don't know if that was a Cashman signing. Yeah, 
That's I put fair. that on Steinbrenner. That's I agree. Fair. He went six and six with a four one eight ERA. Made one postseason start. It was against the Indians in yeah, that 07 year. With a groin injury and got and didn't pitch well. And didn't pitch well. So the return of Roger was not as dramatic that one's as got a little bit of an asterisk for it for many reasons. I think that's but fair. Also I think that's fair. Fair enough. Now this one, tell me if you break it up into two. CC Sabathia, maybe mm-hmm. three now. I mean, CC Sabathia has been on numerous contracts with this team, including the opt out, which. I think we'd all agree the first contract pre-opt out was, of course, worth it. The first was great. His best one. Brian Cashman's best free agent signing. Well, if you told it all together, and I think I would, he's been here for 10 years. Yeah. He's made 284 starts. Mm -hmm. To put that in perspective, Mike Messina made 248 starts. Right. He's passed him by 40 starts. Mm -hmm. CC 129 and 80. Messina 123 and 72. CC 374 ERA. Messina 388. So, actually... Overall, similar numbers. Yes. The difference is, listen to these playoff numbers as a Yankee. Mm-hmm. 18 starts, 8-4, and 3-4 ERA. He has been, of every free agent acquisition this side of El Duque, their best postseason pitcher. Yeah. No, he was he was terrific. A- ALCS MVP in 09. Uh, Baltimore in the wild card game. Uh, I mean, game five of the, the, uh, the, the first series. I, I think he's been the best free agent pitcher signing that we're that we've discussed. So you put him above Messina? I do. I think CC's been the best. Too. They, they won, won a they World won a Series. Championship. I agree. They Arnie, won a championship. He starts to feel like Pettit because it was a few years ago. We actually won him off the team. If you, I mean, well, I, we I don't want him off the team. And this is the first time years, I, this, he's been great. I've never wanted him off the team. This is the first year I wouldn't have signed him. I would have signed him and to the we'll other. We'll see contract. how that part works yeah. out. That same offseason, AJ Burnett. Now, they did win terrible. a World Series. Terrible. 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 I, terrible. I, you can't terrible. call it terrible. They won a terrible. World Series. I don't care. It he, was terrible. He, <laughs> and AJ Burnett You could sucks. argue he won the best. You could argue he won the most important start of that World he's Series. A garbage they were down, pitcher. They lost game one to Cliff Lee, and he's, he won game two. AJ Burnett sucks. It was a terrible sign. All right. It was, AJ it was Burnett. too much money, and he, but you can't call it terrible. They won the World Series. I don't believe in that. If, whatever you do when you win a World Series it, is automatically I'm not vindicated. Saying, I'm not saying say it good. I'm saying you can't call it terrible. Well, I think if you, if you want to – the best argument you could use, Chris, is that compare it against Carl Pavano and Jarrett Wright. Yeah, those, those are terrible. Like that. <laughs> those, those are terrible. Those are terrible. Yes. He but, won game two of the World Series. But we commit a lot more money in years to him than we did to Jarrett Wright. Yeah, he, was, he was part of that big Pavano, obviously. He was to share a CC and, and huge him all at the same time. He yes. did not live up to no. what you had hoped for. No, he was also not. at an old enough age that we knew what he was. Right. I mean, yeah. Pavano, we didn't know what he was yet. He was still young. A.J. Brown was, what was he? How old was he? Yeah, he, he was also one Yankees? of those guys with the, the 31, I right. think, 32. Yeah, we knew what A.J. Brunette yeah. was. Here's I, he's he very was similar to Valdi right now, to be totally honest. You know why you. the Yankees signed? Because he's got the stuff to go out and throw a no. The Yankees signed A.J. Burnett because with the Blue Jays, he always stuck it to us yes. that year. Yeah. And he only stuck it to us. Yeah. <laughs> you take out our ERA against him, he was like six against the rest of Here's, the league. Here were his numbers in the three years he was here 98 starts. He went out and made starts. Yeah. Give him that. 34 and 35, 479 ERA, seven postseason starts, two and two, 508 ERA. Uh, I would say it's below average. Yes. Would be the way I would I, define it. I think it. that's fair. Uh, let's get well, to the only reason why I'm calling it terrible is because I just felt it was one that at the time you knew okay. it wasn't good. I agree. I Whereas didn't love Pavano, it. Pavano, the there was more. All right. I could see where they think he yeah, can ascend. Pavano never we knew pitched, Burnett and was. this guy won game two of the World Series. I know. We give a, a lot more money to this guy, won. though. We get what ninety six uh, million to him. I, I get with the money, but AJ Burnett at least, as Chris said, produced you something. But we know Pavano's terrible. I'm agreeing, Pavano's right. terrible. I think Burnett's in the same area. He's not no, in the he's same not. area. Okay. I disagree. He's below. Two, he's below average. Two thousand eleven on a one year contract, Bartolo Colon. I have to throw him even, in there. I don't even remember how he did. To be telling you, <laughs> eight and yeah. ten, four ERA, twenty six yeah, starts. He's okay. He's Didn't okay. pitch in the postseason. But no, no. 
that same year. He career. was not big sexy yet. Yeah. No, not quite. Let's save his career. It did. It turned his career around. Yeah, and then he's been on every team since. Yeah. yeah, then he went to Oakland, I think, right yeah, after that. Yeah, I think that. it was yep. Oakland, yep. Then he got busted. And then he went to the Mets. Yep. And, then, and he was yep. blood spinning. <laughs> exactly. Him, him and Kobe Bryant, or whatever they do. In 2011, Freddie Garcia. Two years here, 42 starts. 19 and 14, 429 ERA, actually made a playoff start. Yeah. Does anybody remember his playoff start? I don't. Uh, I think it was against the Tigers. I think it was, too. I think he was part of it. Was, no, he was on one of the, Yeah. I think the series that Granderson blew that ball in the outfield. I don't remember. But, yeah. Uh, it was a forgettable solid. time in Yankee yeah, history. He was okay. He They're was in the okay. playoffs, but you hated the team. I don't basically, remember. I mean, we haven't was. really discussed money too much on these, but I don't remember what they gave him. But I mean, I, boy, 19 and 14 is, is serviceable. I'm going to give you the most, one of the most underrated free agent signings in the Brian Cashman era. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't win anything, and I get that. Hiroki Kuroda. Yes. Absolutely. How Very good, good was Corona? He was excellent. Guy was here for three yeah. years. I think he's forgotten, too, by a Completely. lot of Yankee fans. Yeah. And he actually did make a couple of postseason starts Man. and wasn't bad. But, again, that was the Yankee era. I define this Yankee era of 10 to 16 mm-hmm. as the, yeah, we were in the playoffs a few times, but we didn't love the team. Right. That's how Yankee fans kind of looked at that. That's probably very fair. That is probably very fair. Yeah, the team. But he was one of the better parts of the team. No doubt. And the last year, I remember how scared we were that he was going to leave and go back to Japan. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Came back was decent. Yeah, no, Corona three, was very solid. Three years here, 38 and 33, 344 ERA. Yeah. In the history of Brian Cashman free agents, all of them, he actually has the lowest Yankee ERA. ERA. No, he's a very good Take signing. it for what it's worth. Really? <laughs> yes. There's no one lower than the 344 ERA. And he, they signed him a couple times, right? How many? Two it or may three. Have been I think was the it? first one, then the, the last one was the one year deal yeah. before he left. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, and this one is still yet to be determined, but so far it's been a great signing, and that's Masahiro Tanaka yeah. from Japan. Mm-hmm. He's been here for five years now, yep. 64 and 34, 359 ERA, mm-hmm. and we know how great he's been in the postseason. In fact, I've got to edit the comment I made earlier that it's been El Duque 1 CC2 as far as success in the postseason. In the five starts Tanaka's made, no one's been better. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, got a, the guy's been unbelievable. Yeah. It's, a, it's a smaller sample size, yeah. but so far... The Tanaka signing has been great. It's been great. The the uh, the major fear of injury after his rookie season has not come to fruition. One of the few times you can ever remember someone avoiding the surgery and it panning out. Absolutely. And so, I mean, he, he's been great. It's been a terrific signing. It's a lot of money. He's still on, on this team, you know, full of all-stars. He's either the first or second highest paid player on the team. So he's making a ton of money, but it's it was a good signing. So how do you agree all this? And he just turned 30. I mean, he, yeah. it feels yeah, he's like he's young. a lot older no, than he true. is. That's it why feels like he's the old this veteran. Is a, this is a solid, he's still pretty this, young. this is a B. Well, he could go down as the best free agent signing the Yankees ever made. The jury is still out. Oh, if they win a championship or two. Oh, yeah, and I, oh, of course. But right now, he's not quite there. Right, right now, now, he's a solid B. He's been underwhelming. Last year, was a, the first half was as bad as he's been. He's He's been... You know, he's been an okay regular season pitcher. their best free agent signing in the Brian Cashman era has either been CeCe or El Duque. I think that's probably fair. With the postseason success of El Duque. That's why El Duque is elevated. That's probably fair, yeah. Absolutely. I give CeCe the edge. Yeah. But El Duque has got to be up there only because El Duque has made 14 postseason starts. That's significant. No, I agree. And he's been great. Mm -hmm. So, overall, how has Brian Cashman done in free agency? Got to consider the resources. Yeah. Got to consider yeah, expectations. I, I would say a C. Yeah, I would say a C, C plus. Okay. Yeah, I was going to go around there. Yeah. C plus. 
B because the, some of the bads are just horrendous. You ready for the trades? Let's that's, do it. It's always where, fun. That's where it's fun. This is where it's fun. And you have to include what they gave up. Right. The first trade he made was for Roger Clemens coming off of that amazing 1998 season. He traded David Wells, mm-hmm. Homer Bush, and Graham Lloyd. Roger Clemens, five years here, 77 and 36, 399 ERA, 17 playoff starts. Seven and four, three, two, four ERA. His playoff numbers turned out to be pretty right. good. Not bad. It got better as it went on. Mm. Uh, we know what he did against the Mets, game two of the World Series with the bat throwing incident. Right. I like to remember what he did against the Mariners, game five Terrific. of the ALCS. He yeah. was as roided up and dominant <laughs> as I've ever seen him. Won a Cy Young. Won a Cy Young uh, in 01, right? Won a Cy Young in 01. Uh, Listen, yeah, so it's a, it was a it was a good it was a solid trade. Uh, it was a great trade. It was got to give him. It was a solid. It was a great trade. It was a it was a good trade. David th- Wells I, wouldn't have produced. that. I think if you ask most Yankee fans, they'd say it wasn't a good trade just because I don't know. I think they Roger leaves a bad taste in their mouth. I think. I th- I also think he doesn't get credit for the '99 or 2000 championships because I think most people felt they didn't need him to they win. They didn't win. They don't win 2000 without Roger Clemens. I agree. I agree. That World Series is a lot of it's based on him. I'm telling you that performance against the Mariners, yeah, no, where he came opening on a Rod early yep. and scared the crap out of him. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind he got in their heads. And I don't I think most Yankee fans wanted Clemens when they no, for absolutely. Him. Everyone loved David Wells. He was a and they a won fan 114 favorite. games. Yeah, that was the other reason. That was yeah. the other reason. I trade number. But yeah, two. solid, solid trade. Trade number two in the middle of the 2000 season, they acquired Denny Nagel for Ed Yarnell, <laughs> Drew Henson, and Jackson Melian. It's not good. Yeah, it's but, not but good. But they gave nothing up. They gave nothing up. They Drew, gave up a backup quarterback. I still believe in Drew Henson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, Denny Nagel came over. He'd probably be better than Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Any, right now, anybody would be. Denny Nagel came over and was bad. I mean, yes, he pitched to an ERA near six. He, was he made bad. three postseason starts, lost two of them. So you got nothing out of him, but the saving grace is you didn't give anything but up. But here's my right. problem when you say they didn't give up a lot. What I was mean, their value at the time? They could also, have gotten something capital, else for him. Uh, draft, yeah. Not draft capital. It's it's prospect capital because yeah. you don't know who else they could have traded for right. at the time. So they blew that trade. Right. I mean, but that were, it, I, I agree, but that works the same way because who knows? Denny Nagel had value too for the Braves, they, right? That's where they got him from. So, I mean, he, the Braves could argue they could have got more for him than, for what, they got. than yeah. what they got. Yeah, I mean, but I agree. It was a, He did not pitch well. It's a bad right trade. in the middle of the 2002 season, they acquired Jeff Weaver for Ted oh. Lilly, Jason Arnold, and John Ford Griffin. <laughs> John Ford Griffin sounds like an assassin. Um, Ted Lilly, by the way, turned Ted, out to be a good pitcher. Ted yes. Lilly's one of the more underrated guys yeah. that the Yankees have ever given up. People yes. don't realize Ted Lilly's a good pitcher for a while. Right. And would have helped the Yankees. It was it was obviously a horrible trade. What was the trade again? Because I got Jeff Weaver. <laughs> he did not want to join in. Trust me. Yeah. If I ever tried to do this on the air, Joe would fall asleep. Right. Jeff Weaver for Ted Lilly, Jason Arnold, and John Ford Griffin. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the other two, but <laughs> Ted Lilly was Ted a solid Lilly pitcher. Weaver. That's the other the other rumor of uh, his obviously with getting moved was Steinbrenner was furious for losing a game against the Mets. Yeah, and they acquired Lilly in a previous trade. I'm trying yeah. to remember for whom, but they brought him in. At, so I think right. for Hideki Arabu. I think that's what was it, it was when they traded Arabu to the Expos. Yeah, but he was. Uh, Lilly turned out to be a good pitcher, and uh, Weaver was awful. And we, Weaver was awful. And it, the I can still I still see that Sports Illustrated cover with all the pitchers. And th- and th- when they acquired Jeff Weaver and ha- the high hopes, he won like 17 games with the worst Tiger team yes. in the history of baseball. Right. And everybody figured he was going to come over here and be brilliant. And he just was awful. He was awful. He and was I remember awful. Joe Torre going to him instead of yeah. Mariano Rivera in the World Series against yep. the Marlins extra that is innings. True. Yep. In December of 2003, Brian Cashman acquired Kevin Brown for oh. Jeff Weaver. 
Yancey Brazabon and Brandon Whedon, not the quarterback. Right. See how it all connects. <laughs> <laughs> they can't, he gave away Weaver, so it can't be that bad. I mean, yes, it could. Oh my, yeah, Brown. <laughs> if he was keeps terrible. that lily, we never have Kevin Brown. That's I, where oh I come. That's where I get out of this. Brown was just awful. Yeah, just it, awful. It was. It was over for him. Oh. They got a guy too late in oh, his career. Way too, and he was just. There was just something about him. And you know what? There's a lot about him. Yeah. And he was like 8-0 against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That's what I remember, too. So, but so far, since Roger terrible. Clemens, all these trades have been awful, Yeah, right? awful. That was like the only guy that Joe Torrey turned on in his book. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Brown. Yeah, no, Kevin bus. Brown. He said, he, you know, he could go, and then in the postgame or something, he said, well, I probably shouldn't have been out there. Yeah. After he asked him all week if he was ready to go. He was just done by this point. Yeah, Two terrible. years here, 35 oh. starts, 14-13, and 4-9-5 ERA in the postseason. Wait for this. Oh. One and one, eight six eight yeah. ERA and three. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. All right, December of two thousand three. That same month, they traded Nick Johnson, Juan Rivera, and Randy Choate for Javier Vasquez. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Nick Johnson never really turned no, into much. He no. could never stay healthy. He, when, when healthy, he was solid. Yeah. Yes. Randy Choate was a very serviceable left-handed specialist, yeah. and Juan Rivera not really much. No. Vasquez was only here for one year. Yeah, he had a decent he's, career. Because he's coming up in the next this, the next trade you're going to talk about. There's another trade where they brought him back, Javi yeah. Vasquez. Is that what you're well, referring to? No, well, they sent him out. Yes, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. But he had one year here in 04. They had right. all 32 starts. 14 Bravo. and 10, 491 ERA. The problem was in the postseason, specifically yeah. out of the bullpen, yeah. in game seven of the yeah. ALCS. Yeah, I gave up a grand slam. He was awful. Yeah. But you're right. The following trade, the following year, or t- yeah, a year, yeah, that- a little over a year later, they traded Javi Vasquez, Brad Halsey, and Diane Nervaro for Randy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? They didn't give up much, but not good. He, he did. You know what? He won more games than you would think. 34 in two years. Yeah, that's not bad. High ERA, though. Yeah. And, and, and Chris, the expectation was it's Randy freaking Johnson. Absolutely. That's Kurt Schilling just went to Boston a right. year earlier. That's right. part of the problem with trading for these guys is that you expect them to be at this level. And they just And weren't. they can't get back no. to that level. And he was bad in the postseason against the Tigers. That's uh, part of the problem with trading for Stan. He just yeah. traded for him after an MVP year. Now Yankee fans want him to be 59 right. home runs again. And that's... And I, it's unfair to re- ask that for And him. I remember in his press conference, he made a joke about, well, I, you know, I, I'll, pro- I'll probably lose one or two games. <laughs> and th- it just started with the, the cameraman in the street, couldn't get along with the catchers. He also just wasn't as good anymore. No, he was, he was just, older. He was older. It's the same yeah. thing with Kevin yeah. Brown. I mean, he you threw get a, a guy did, that old. I know. He, threw, he did throw a no-hitter the year before they traded for him. But, uh, yeah, no, it was terrible. It was a th- I, I hated I hated every time he went to the mound. What you gave up was not that big of a no. deal. Diana Navarro was at what at best a backup catcher. Right. Javi Vasquez, it didn't work here. Wasn't right. there opening day starter that year we traded for? Him? Who's talking he, about Randy Johnson? Randy Johnson. Yeah, yes. well, look, yeah, yeah that's Randy the problem. Johnson. Is that look even though you're giving year. up, that's you're designating him as your number one. So whether you give up or not, your your hopes for the yeah. season are on this it guy's was, back. I'm not disagreeing. I just think that. What we didn't realize at the time is he didn't have that much left. No, he was bad. You ready for one of the most underrated July trades in Brian Cashman history? Eduardo Sierra and Ramon Ramirez for Sean Chacon. Yeah, Sean Chacon was good. For that 2005 season, 2005 season, down the stretch, 7-3-285 ERA, made one solid start in the postseason. Mm Mm-hmm. He never built off that. No. In 06, he was terrible. terrible. But for that run in 05, remember yeah. they got off to a terrible start that year. Right. That was the year they brought up Robbie Cano. They right. brought up Chen Ming Wong. Chen Ming Wong. Chacon trade deadline deal. Yep. Success. Very solid deal. Solid deal. 
No matter what he did in 06, solid trade. His did, career fell apart after that. Yeah. He was out of the league in two years. Yeah. It was a <laughs> three years. It was an Aaron Small in the moment yeah. kind of yeah. move. How about that? Corey Lytle, the late Corey Lytle, and Bobby Abreu for four minor leaguers. I don't think any of them panned out. Right. Corey Lytle, I feel bad saying this because obviously he passed away a few months later, made nine starts here and was terrible mm-hmm. and had one bullpen appearance in the postseason, and he was terrible mm-hmm. there, yeah. too. We wouldn't have known what happened after that's that. That's a salary obviously. dump. They, they were picking up Abreu for money. That really wasn't a, the Corey Lytle trade, you know? Yeah, it wasn't about Lytle. I agree, but I'm just yeah. throwing him in there because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a pitcher they acquired. Yeah, and no, I understand. In December of 2009, they traded Arodis Vizcaino, not bad. Mm-hmm. Mike Dunn, not bad. Mm-hmm. And Melky Cabrera, not bad. Yeah. For Javi Vasquez, bringing him back. Probably one of the worst trades Brian Casper yeah. made for a pitcher. Yeah, definitely. Because all three of them became solid right. major leaguers. Obviously, Melky yeah. at the time we knew. He didn't do great in Arizona, but he went to Atlanta, right, and had a great year in Atlanta, Vasquez. That's the way that he's trading him off a good year in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, he had a great, and he was awful. And he was awful for the Yankees. Far and I, worse than his previous time here. Far worse. And also, the thing, another, a lot of people felt Mel- Melky Cabrera was a bad influence on Robbie Cano. Sure. Yes. Melky Cabrera and Robinson Cano were spending uh, all yeah, night out. every night. So I think they Eight were looking to get rid of him, despite being a pretty good player and having all those walk-off hits in 09. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the Milkman, and everyone loved him. Uh, I think that was part of why they moved him. But yeah, can't argue. Horrible, horrible trade. I don't think he's going to get a C-plus in the trade department. <laughs> well, we're not done yet. Okay. <laughs> Michael Pineda for Jesus Montero. What's the um, jury on this one now? I, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's wash. a wash. Now, you could argue to Ernie's point, and it's a fair one, Montero's value was really high. It was. And you could have made a good trade. I mean, at the same time, so was Pineda throwing 100 miles an hour. looked terrific for Seattle. But – that was a pretty big prospect to get nothing back for, no matter what he did after we let him and go. And there were times when Pineda was dominating for like one night in July. Yeah, we thought no, that Cashman, you know, robbed him, robbed him. Yeah, out of his absolutely. Line. Pineda, if his slider was on and he was throwing his fastballs for strikes, he was going to get people out. He just couldn't do it consistently, and he didn't have any mental toughness. He's one of those guys who could not grind through a start. Once the, the, the guy minute, got on, he the was minute done. that ball went rolling, it was just there was no stopping it. Pineda right? did have a better career than Jesus yes, Montero. He did, which so is insane. I much. would say it's overall, I guess, a positive. But to, but to get a, a pitcher who never got it for that kind of level prospect, uh, it's probably not a great deal. Another but, very underrated move by Brian Cash. Where's Pineda now, by the way? He's uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, I think he is in Minnesota. And, and I think this is underrated because unlike Sean Chacon, Sean Chacon was on a playoff team. Vidal Nuno for Brandon McCarthy. Yeah. Brandon McCarthy. <laughs> he was good that year. Was yeah. awesome He's down really the good. stretch. Very good, yeah. He's really good. 14 starts, 7-5, and 289 ERA. No appearances in the postseason, though, right, because they, they didn't make the postseason. Post- but I thought that was a very underrated very, move. Yeah, solid move. Don Nuno, very tradable. Yeah. Now we're getting to the more recent time where I think the jury is still out. Uh-huh. No, they're not in all of them. Not all of them, <laughs> but as far as what the, prospects become, what the yeah. prospects become. Dustin Fowler, James Caprillian, yeah. and Jorge Mateo for Sonny Gray. It's a loss. Yeah, it's a bad trade. Yeah, it turned out to be a disaster. There's, yeah, there's no <laughs> other way around it. We, we don't know what. Capillion uh, is going to turn out to, or the, you know, Fowler. He has. He's the only one who's. Has he even any other one made the major leagues? No, the just only Fowler. One? Just Fowler. Just Fowler uh, has even played in the po- in the major leagues, and he hasn't done anything really. Uh, but still, by I the mean, way, Sonny Gray was. I mean, he was supposed to be better than what he's he been. He was supposed to be our two. Absolutely. And we and talk they, about 
prospect capital. Who knows if they could have put those guys together Absolutely. get Garrett Cole Absolutely. or one of no. these guys. Horrible, Cole horrible, horrible trade. And you know what? And, he, I, I, and his handling of trying to get rid of him now is mind-boggling to me. Uh, of all the things Brian Cashman has ever done, to completely devalue. I know he hasn't pitched. I don't well think at all. he's devaluing him though. I, I think there's enough teams interested. Yes, but what is he talking about? By the way, I got to go back on How one. Did you just come we, out and say I got to get rid of this guy. Well, give me a call. If there, I have all things must go. If there's enough teams interested, it doesn't matter. I, I but guess, I get what you're saying. I guess one I forgot to mention, and what's really interesting about this one is a piece that was not significant is maybe the victory for Brian Cashman. Martin Prado and David Phelps for right. Nadia Valdi and Domingo Herman. Right. We'll see what her. Yeah, I mean, you know, not bad. I'm still bitter to Nadia Valdi. Yeah, well, I'm the, pretty glad they what, signed with the Red Sox. Me, Arnie and I used to argue Nadia Valdi a lot. No, I look the return of what they gave up Prado and Phelps. Not that big of a deal. No. no. Nadia Valdi came here, and the hope was he was going to put his career together. Yep. He pitched to a four and a half ERA. Yeah, he was he got the, hurt. He had the stuff. Yeah, has the stuff. And maybe I'm he's putting it together now. We'll yeah. see. Uh, but Domingo Herman is probably the lasting impact of that trade. Yeah. Jay Happ for Billy McKinney and Brandon Drury. I don't know what McKinney's going to be. I or think Drury. we have an idea what Drury is. But Jay yeah, Happ, much like Brandon McCarthy and much like Sean Chacon, yeah. was a really good acquisition before yes. a trade deadline. It was, Absolutely. He very traded good. for him for one game. He lost the game. Yes, you're correct yeah. about that. That is true. Trivia question. Of all the pitchers Brian Cashman has traded for, starting pitchers, who was the last one to win a postseason game? Of all the starting pitchers he traded for? Yeah, we just went through the list. Right. Sh- the last one to win a postseason game. He did not win a postseason game. The last one was Javi Vasquez 14 years ago. Think about that. Yeah. J. Happ, 0-1-1. Sonny Gray, 0-1-1. Eovaldi, McCarthy, Pineda, and Vasquez the second time. Never pitched in the postseason. No. Corey Lytle didn't get a win. Sean Chacon didn't get a win. Randy Johnson didn't get a win. You have to go back to Javi Vasquez. Outside of Roger Clemens, he has gotten... Two postseason wins from starting pitchers he acquired. The most discerning, disconcerting <laughs> thing about, good, it's not good. about it's what not you've good. just said is I'm just thinking now is Cashman's probably going to now trade Sonny Gray for an even worse pitcher that we're going to have yeah. to deal with for the next five years. Here's the positive to all of this, though. When you look at the trades, and obviously James Paxton, we'll see. Right. Justice yeah. Sheffield, Eric right. Swanson, Dom Thompson. Right. He never gave that much away. No, that when is true. When you look no. at these returns, what fair. are we talking about? I, I can't. There's not one name. Melky Cabrera. I Ted mean, Lilly. Not Ted Lilly. Right. There's not, that's the only name of significance in any of these. But names. that also goes into another place, that, and we're not talking about it now, is that the development and the prospects for the Yankees has, right. was terrible for a long time. Yeah. So part of the reason why he's not giving up a lot of good players is because he didn't have Ernie, a lot of good players. Ernie, right. We but can that, do that right now because right. I did the research. There are four starting pitchers mm-hmm. that he developed okay. on a, and I'm not including Darryl Rasner, you know, right. four guys. Right. Are you ready to hear who they are? Chase yes. Wright or whatever his name was. I'm not including. In Boston. <laughs> Chen Ming Wong. Five years, 104 starts, 55 and 26, 416 ERA, disaster in the postseason. Yeah. Career fell off the table yeah. by base running. I, I, Chin Ming Wong is one of the great, like, sad sadnesses of my life. I thought he was really, <laughs> I, I, if that's a word. Jeez, man. That, if that's a word. Well, of my Yankee fan. Mufasa dying and like, right. he was one of the great sadnesses of my there. life. Number two, Phil Hughes. Now, obviously, he disaster. pitched a lot out of the bullpen. Yeah. He also started. He made 132 starts, 56 and 50, 4-5 ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never lived up to the hype. No, right? never we expected a lot out of him. We expect a lot out of Ian Kennedy. Right. We expect that, a lot out of Java. Yeah. We expect a lot out of Andrew Brackman. Yeah. Betances, Benuelos. As starters. Right. As starters. That, yes. I, that was like the be- 
I always think that was the beginning of my back and forth with Bob Usler, and I used to always call Mike Pelfrey not Phil Hughes. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> like, oh, you're talking about not Phil Hughes? Yeah, I, we had Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, he had that first start where he got hurt, but he's throwing a no-hitter yep. against yep. the Rangers. Never lived up to the Never hype. Never lived up to the hype. Number three, seven years here, 118 starts. Avon Nova, 53-39, and 4-4 ERA, one postseason start, one bullpen uh, appearance in the postseason, one and one, four three two ERA. Remember Blah. when he said that yeah. he thought he was the best pitcher in baseball, well, and then gotta, he never pitched well again after that. Right. And here's the guy that you got to hold. Good, he had, his first year with Pittsburgh was pretty solid. It was. Here's what you got to hold out hope for: Luis Severino. He's yeah. been yeah. here for four years. He's made eighty five starts, forty one and twenty five, three five one ERA. Those are the four guys. Yeah. Over the time Brian's been here that he developed. But it's all connected. I mean, he makes bad trades or made bad trades because he had no farm system right. developing pitchers. Right. So it's all connected. I mean. The best trade he ever made was probably for Roger Clemens, yes. just based on production. Yeah, probably. So what was our final grade for his trades? D? Worse yeah. than free agents. Yeah, worse than free agents. The I only saving grace. I'll go D plus. C plus and D plus. Yeah, and I think you upped the grade because he didn't give up a lot. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, the July trades were his strongest suit. Yes. Now, Weaver and Nagel didn't work out. But I'll McCarthy give you that. And, uh... McCarthy, Jay Happ. Yeah. Not Sonny Gray. So even no. that's Sean Chacon. And Sean Chacon, yeah. So he's okay. So he's positive adding to a team in the middle of a postseason run. Best trade he ever made was for Roger Clemens. Yeah. The second best trade he ever made was probably for, man, I don't even know. Can you give it to Brandon McCarthy? Guy didn't pitch yeah, in the postseason. I think McCarthy was that good, yeah. though. Wow. He was really well, then good. Then give it to Jay Happ. Or is the playoff start ruining? No, no the, the, the playoff start ruins it because they traded him for one game. I mean, yeah. the only reason everyone said trade for him is because he beats the Red Sox. Yeah. Right? And he came here and didn't beat the Red Sox. And the best free agent signing, there's at least more choices. We were going through El Duque, CeCe, mm-hmm. Tanaka, and even the value out of the three years from Hiroki Kuroda. So overall, do you have confidence in Brian Cashman? As in the pitching department? In the pitching See, department. Only that because for now. I know, but I, I forgot you mentioned it was just pitching because, you know, he's been he's made a bunch of very good trades. No question. I mean, the Didi Gregorius trade is as good. Great. John Ryan Murphy for Aaron Hicks. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a brilliant trade. Uh, but, yeah, do I have faith in Brian Cashman? Absolutely. Do I have faith in him to make the right move? With Listen, he, we just went over it, and, I'm try, and I am as pie-in-the-sky, rosy, Rose tinted colored glasses as a Yankee fan is, and I have to admit his these are uh, he gets a C plus in free agency and a D plus in, in trades. Do we also? I mean, for a while there was talk of the, him having a fight with Tampa, right? And I wonder how much that dysfunction yeah. contributed to a lot of these bad that's, deals, bad things over the years. The pressure the last five, of six years or so he's had right. full control, and we see guys like Judge coming up and Sanchez yeah. and Severino. Yeah, yeah that's so. A- I mean. I, I, that's in the back of my mind also. That's true. We're not seeing that from a pitching standpoint, no, though. You're no. right. I mean, look, the whole resume of Brian Cashman is in pitching, and we could do another mm-hmm. edition where we focus more on that. Right. But the pitching aspect, I'm not driving results, in again at 9 a.m. to do no, it, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> the I, pitching, mi- I missed my 722 train. And I, I apologize. The pitching results are not that good. And no, there's just no not, denying they're not. it. They're not. I mean, we just went through every single one of them. No, they're from not. From developing only four guys, right. and the four guys are pretty much suspect outside yeah. of Severino to the trades that he made, to the free agent signings. I mean, overall, it's not good. But I'd say no. he's better at signing free agents than but, he is making trades. this is also trades. over yes, 20 is. years. This isn't McKagan for four years. Right. This is it's a long time. 20 years. And we can and only come and, up with a handful of And honestly, guys. to be fair, he's he's getting better. Uh, he The last handful of years has been his best years as a general manager. 
the, the moves he's made and the way he's been able to build this team and, and turn this thing around and finally given them permission to trade away some pieces and uh, acquire assets. Well, you know what's interesting? From a free agent standpoint, he has only spent big on one pitcher in the last decade, and that's Masahiro Tanaka, and it's right. worked out well. Yeah. Before that, he was spending big on A.J. Burnett and yeah. Kea Gawa and Jared Wright, and it didn't work. So he's been more judicial with his money, yeah. and it's worked like, out. Corbin. He stayed away from stayed it. Stayed away from him. The concerning the thing ni- is. The, two, the 19, you know, whatever, the 2009 Yankees signed Patrick Corbin. Yeah. But the, the, the concerning thing is, though, that they identified one guy they wanted. And that was Sonny Gray. They right. went out and got him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other guys changed teams. Quintana, Hamels, Cole, Verlander. Yeah. Those guys worked out well for those teams. Yes. The guy that we got was awful. Right. And that's the guy that they wanted. Right. It was also considered the number one pitcher on the market. Everyone wanted him. He was much. He was more desirable than Cole Hamels and and people like no, that. We he were was all wrong about well. Verlander. We, we all thought oh, Verlander. Yeah, I think was, people oh, were wrong true. about Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray was terrible for the year before let's, he came yeah, over. Yeah, let's see if it's I, a New, York, New York thing. I think it might. Well, be. let's see what happens to when he ends level, up somewhere else. To this level, it's a New York. It could thing. be. It also I don't could be that he was good for one, two years, and that's it. Maybe we see that for a lot of guys. No, he'll be better wherever he goes. I'm not saying he'll be back to top of the rotation, but he'll be better than what he was here. Proof will be in the pudding. Chris, yeah. thank you very much of for course, coming thank in. thank you for finally having me. I appreciate Th- it. Thank you, Ernie Acosta, and thank you for this very special Brian Cashman Pitching Acquisition Analyzation Edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.